Welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Across from me, Shane Bishop, and my name is Mike Wooten. We are happy to have you join us. This is where we talk all things in culture, leadership, and much, much more. We're here to help you navigate the changes that you are going through. And we are in episode seven, where we're going to talk about maximizing your church online experience. Shane, how are you doing, and how do you think our sponsorship is going right now? Well, I'm doing well. I'm sort of struck by the fact that we're going to talk about all things in culture, leadership, and much more. So what we're really promising people is an exhaustive list. Yeah. And then we're going to add to it. Yeah. We're going to talk about every conceivable thing, and then we're going to add even more, Mike. But, Shane, that's not just for one episode. This is going to go on uh infinitely infinitely it's going to go on forever so by the time we're all done with this podcast which will never actually end all the culture all leadership and much more will all be covered well that's something to look forward to i'm sure people are hey i was thinking about our sponsorship and i was trying to think about something that me and you both like okay we we have similarities and we have because we have no sponsors we have no sponsors yet none none but we both like french silk pie I do, and I like chocolate pie, though I'm not sure how chocolate pie is different than French silk pie. Do you know the answer to this? I think if it's made in France, then it's a French <laughs> silk, silk pie. I think that's all it takes. All right. All right. So chocolate pie made in France yeah, is, there any... is a French silk pie. Yeah, definitely. Like it. Yeah. Uh, that's the part of the show we didn't research for. Hey, uh, but if there's a way that we can get sponsors for us eating chocolate pie or French silk pie, I would be into that. Well, anybody that would bring us a chocolate pie (laughs) or a French silk pie, we could say something nice about them that they could be our sponsor for the day. I would... I would love to do that. I'd be open to it. I'd be very open. You know, I had chocolate pie five days in a row last week. I'm pretty proud of myself. Well... Valerie actually makes a far better than average pie. And then every time you post it online, yeah. I beg. <laughs> I do. I, I just say, please don't yeah. forget me. And she almost always sends me a piece of pie, and it's always fantastic. But it's not a text message to me like, hey, I'd love a piece of pie. It's it's in public. That's correct. I want everyone to know. I want you to feel peer pressure when it comes to bringing me a piece of pie. It would be yeah. chocolate pie, uh, unless, of course, you, she traveled to France. Yes, then it would be it. French silk pie. It That's the only indeed. difference. Hey, before we get started, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast. Let us know what you think and share this podcast with your friends. To hear more from Shane, go to RevShaneBishop.com. To hear more from me, RevMikeWood.com. And, of course, search for us on social media. And we want to let you know that we are going to start consistently throwing these episodes out on early on Tuesday morning. In fact, it's a Tuesday when we're recording this. Our first one on a scheduled podcast came out early this morning. We're gonna you mean have- we have a new one out? We have a new one out that just and, came and, out today. And it's going to come out the same time every week. Every week. Uh, did, did we have to pay extra to get regular? Because I know sometimes people <laughs> pay extra to get regular. We actually did have to pay extra to get regular. But I will tell and you. And we don't have a sponsor. We so we're going sponsor. in the hole. <laughs> we are going we, in the hole. This is costing us money. This is terrible, Mike. <laughs> this isn't. Do you think a lot of people get into doing podcasts for the purpose of losing money? Or do you think that's just how it works? Yeah, uh, I think for most of them it's probably how it works. <laughs> and then they eventually give up. Well, Shane, let's get into our content for today. We are in the new age of the church where people have to worship online, and it's really the only option that most people have for corporate worship right now. We see a lot of people embracing it. Some people are fighting it, but regardless, it is a different way that we have to worship. And so we wanted to go through a few tips today to help people 
worship online because of this different way, this different format we are doing so. And so people can kind of look, learn, and think through this environment of worship. So Shane, the first thing we need to do, I think we're going to talk about is limit distractions when we worship. But before we get into what that looks like for today with online, growing up in church, there was a way that our parents and our grandparents would limit the distraction of children in worship. And I think you've shared a few stories before about how maybe you were a bit distracted as a kid and your dad swiftly got your attention. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, there were a couple of of things that had to do with church and me growing up. One of them had to do, I was often treated like one of Pavlov's dogs. Okay. So for example, if I started to get a little restless in church, you got to remember back in those days, they didn't have children's church. They didn't have children's ministry. You went to sure. church with your parents mm-hmm. and it was dry and it was long. I mean, yeah. and you were supposed to sit there yeah. silently and bear it. <laughs> so what my mom would do was put Apple Jacks. You guys remember Apple Jacks? Are we open? Would, if Apple Jacks wanted to be our sponsor, Mike, would oh, we be open to that? We would be open to that. Do they still make Apple Jacks? I'm almost certain. I can Google it. All right. So Mike's Googling Apple Jacks. So anyway, my mom would put Apple Jacks in a plastic bag. And the second I'd start getting a little restless, she'd kind of kind of shake the bag just a little bit uh-huh. to kind of get my attention back to the fact <laughs> that if I was good, I would be able to get this. So I would get these Apple Jacks. Sometimes it's yeah. Fruit Loops. But when uh, I was good, she'd pop a couple of these at me, kind of kind of dish them out slowly to keep you calm. Sure. And then guess what happened by the end of church, Mike? What's that? The entire top of your mouth was shredded because they used to have like big sugars on <laughs> oh, stuff. And okay. you eat it without milk, man. It just shreds <laughs> the top of your mouth. And then on the other hand, when the more subtle ways of conditioning didn't work, like Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops, my dad one time was preaching a sermon yeah. and left the pulpit dragged me out of church, gave me a, I'd say, a sound whooping. And that was where I really learned the discipline of the Lord comes swiftly and from the left side. And then he brought me back in, parked me in the pulpit and or in, in my pew and went back to preaching his sermon. Oh, wow. So these are the kind of memories I have about church, but really it's not impacted me at all with just a few years of counseling us talking again and everything. <laughs> well, that definitely limits distractions for kiddos in church. But now with online worship, Shane, what and how can we start to limit the distractions when we are worshiping online? Well, the first thing I think we have to do is simply prepare. Okay. You know, you, you prepare when you come to church life. Yes. You, you wake up, you probably... Uh, Shower. I mean, we hope that people come to church uh, clean yeah. and smelling at least not bad. Sure. And people get ready. They have to drive here. People are good and awake. They are prepared. They've probably eaten a little something. So one yeah. of the things that I think is really important is, is just to approach worship with the same kind of care that you would live worship. Sure. Don't just bring all your chaos in to worship. Now, you've got some thoughts on this as well, Mike. Yeah, so one of the things that I was thinking about is just a lot of times, even on our, we have multiple windows in our web browser, and we can have, you know, stuff we're shopping for, or we can have other social media up. I think one of the things is just to kind of, 
get to just an online worship window and just kind of devote your time to that. It's easy to kind of, uh, you know, when you're in church, you can kind of look around, you know what I mean? That's a little bit of a distraction, but I think when you have these open windows up, it can really distract you from worshiping. The other thing is, you know, having young children, you know, I've been trying to do when we've been at home worshiping, I sit my children down and give them something to do. Sometimes it's not church-related at the time, but later, after church, I will give them uh, some type of uh, children's moment or children's material so they can look at. But that's one of the ways or a couple of the ways that I'm helping Have you ever given the them Fruit Loops or Apple Jacks? Because this is highly <laughs> yeah. effective. No, I haven't yet. No, and, the, you know, they're not as tough as you you were growing up. So well, they just I, I, cry get, from the I, do, I do understand that. Well, one of the other ways to limit distractions is really uh, tune in a little bit earlier as well, Shane. Uh, you know, what I found out, and it's kind of what you were talking about, when I lived off campus in college, I lived only a few minutes away, but I waited until the last absolute moment to leave the house to know I would sit in my classroom right before the bell kind of rang for class. And I did have a bell that rang for class at college. In college? In college, yeah. I went to a little college, Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. They still had bells ring. Okay. Yeah, but I would do that. And uh, and I was just thinking, in terms of tuning in early, that's something really important for us to do, and it prepares us for what's going to happen with church. Well, think about this, Mike. Uh, worship uh, in the Greek is proskunio. It's a compound word. It means to turn toward for the purpose of offering a kiss. So what I want to suggest is that multitasking is the exact opposite of worship. Multitasking is an antonym of worship because by definition, worship is when we turn our full attention to God. So I think we need to take those precautions like limiting distractions, tuning in a little bit early to truly focus. And there was a time a few years ago when I didn't really get this, and I really thought that you could multitask and still yeah. pay attention. And I was listening to a speaker, and about halfway through, uh, I got a notification on my phone that I had just won a baseball signed by Johnny Bench. And what really occurred to me was I wasn't listening to his message at all. I was absolutely engaged in a bidding war on eBay for a baseball. So what was I doing? I was sitting through church, but what I was doing was the opposite of worship. Worship is giving God our full attention and making some efforts to do that are something that I know brings pleasure to God's heart. Amen. And that's part of just the discipline of getting into the kind of this new normal, or at least embracing online worship. Another thing that people can do, which gets a little bit awkward, Shane, for people, is to sing. Now, if everyone had your voice, I mean, they would want to sing everywhere they went. Yeah, I'm kind of where Don Frazier meets Bob Seger. I mean, I feel like that's... (laughs) Really, where my, yeah. my, my range is. But, you know, singing is so weird yeah. Yeah. because people sing at home all the time. Yeah. I see people singing in their cars all sure. the time. I see people singing into hairbrushes <laughs> in their car yeah. all of the time. Why is it when we get to church, we suddenly don't feel like we want to sing anymore? I have no idea. You know, uh, one of the ideas I have for people at home when they're singing is if there's someone who can sing well, they need to step up and just sing. They can be the loudest singer during worship, that is, I'm, I'm talking about. Another thing I noticed, to your point about people singing everywhere, is that Disney last week or a couple weeks ago, they did actually a, a sing-along at home. Okay. So they had celebrities from around the country, from home, 
sing some Disney songs, and then they threw it out there, and there was people all over the country singing these Disney songs at home. And it just made me think about, oh, yeah, people are willing to sing, but whenever church comes on, you know, it becomes a little bit difficult for them. But I'd say whoever the best singer is in the room, go ahead and sing. The other thought I had about this, some churches, some churches, they, uh, uh, you know, we got sound guys and tech guys who do a great job. And some people say that some churches are, they sing, uh, the music's too loud. Uh-huh. Okay. But I can tell you, I've been at churches before where I've wished the music was louder because I could hear myself sing or I could hear the people around me sing. So I think sometimes even during worship, people maybe just need to turn up the sound a little bit and just sing, uh, let that kind of drown out their own singing. And there is something about corporate singing. For example, uh, baseball. If you're young, you may not remember this, but it used to be that we could all go to baseball games. Humans could go to actual ballparks and sit in seats close to each other. Uh Uh-huh. And watch baseball games. Wow. I, I, I know this is crazy, but this is how it was like, like a month ago. <laughs> so, so, or maybe two months. So anyway, uh, you know, you get to the ballpark, there, there are songs that we sing. Mm-hmm. Everybody sings the national anthem. Everybody sings Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Yeah. They're kind of baseball hymns. And it doesn't matter that you sing well. What matters is that you sing corporately. Absolutely. And by singing, you are a part of what is happening. And I believe that when we come to church, we can watch church, but the more that we participate, the more we truly engage church. And the more you engage, the closer you actually move to worship. So I'm just going to encourage, we've got lyrics that people can see when they watch online. I'm going to encourage people to sing, engage, lean in. You don't watch worship. In fact, I would argue by definition, it's impossible to do. Yes. Uh, You worship. And part of worship is singing. Amen. A couple other ways that people can engage in in worship during this time is use emojis to express emotion. You know, when emojis first came out, Shane, I was not, I I didn't think I'd ever do them. In fact, when texting first came out, this this isn't going to make me look very uh, wise here. I thought texting was silly. I didn't think it would catch on because I thought, well, why would you want to, that's when you had, like, you had to, like, the number. Flip phones. And and you you had to, like, hit each digit 19 times. Yeah, I get it. Why didn't you just make a call? But now, of course, texting's been in for, you know, over a decade, emojis. But they are, you know, a form of language that expresses emotion. And I think it's a way that, you know, worship is emotional. It's, it's getting to the, our, you know, emotions. Yeah, let me tell you two great stories. When I was a, a boy, and this would be like in the 1940s, <laughs> when I was a boy, we would play uh, baseball games in, mm-hmm. in the summer. And I had a friend that I was always on his baseball team. And his mom never came and sat with all of the regular fans. I feel like she was in a COVID-19 <laughs> kind of disposition in 1972. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she would never sit. But she sat out in the outfield and she sat in her car. But anytime anything good happened, she would honk. <laughs> so if anything good <laughs> yeah, happened, she would honk. Yeah. Well, a few years later, I was out of seminary. I was in a town called Sumner. And there's a place called Red Hill State Park. And they did this sunrise service at this big cross. And people, you you would preach literally from this thing by the big cross, but people would worship in their cars. So kind of like a drive-in. But if you said something good, people would honk their horns, and that was kind of their amen. Well, when you watch church online, I think that those thumbs up, those likes, those love, those laughter emojis, those get to be those ways to interact. So maybe a, a love is the new Amen.
Maybe the like is a new hallelujah, and maybe a a laughter is hitting an emoji, but it is a way to interact. No doubt. It's a way that we maximize our church online experience. Another big part of maximizing that experience is interacting with the thread, or I think another way to say that would just be interacting with the community online. Whenever we come to a church on Sunday, that's when we come to a physical site, we're trying to interact with one another. Absolutely. That's a big deal, and doing that online is a big deal as well. Yeah, you see somebody you know, tell them hi. You got a thought. You got something yeah. you like. I kind of like that. And and Mike, one thing I think you've done really well, and really your wife Valerie, in addition to making great chocolate pies, yes, kind of is is one of our key people in being a, a online pastor. Absolutely. But she's when not pe- a French online, pastor. not a French. She's not in France. No, she's not. She is just a regular <laughs> online pastor. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's really cool is that we've always kind of tried to turn that fire hose into a warm stream. Absolutely. And a part of that is when you respond, people respond back. We've Mm -hmm. got somebody on it. In fact, now I think we've got two or three people who (laughs) uh, kind of respond to folks. But enter that dialogue, enter that conversation. Again, it's a way to lean in. A couple years ago when we first started this, there was a little bit of people didn't know if they should be interacting with the thread during the right. sermon because they wouldn't talk to their neighbor during the sermon. Yeah, that's right. And so we had to kind of push them in a direction. This is a different type of medium, and it's okay to talk to one another when Reverend Shane says something, you know, in, in some cultures. And here, there will be amening and stuff like that. So it's okay. I mean, we don't want them talking about the Cardinals or anything necessarily during those times. We want it to be around worship. Uh, but I do think that even with what we're talking about right now, we kind of got to push and build up a culture that uh, brings that community and interaction. And I think it's important live. I also think it's important online. You know, I know as a preacher, I, I'm i going to respond better when when people are drawing it out of me. Yeah. If I feel, feel like the congregation is uh, excited, they're with me, they draw it out, they are going to get more than I even knew that I had. And online, when people start hitting those love and yeah. those likes buttons, that, that all gets pretty contagious. It does. It starts looking like fireworks on there, and there's actual energy that comes from oh, that. Oh, that I... 100% with you. All right, another way that we can maximize our church online experience is to invite others uh, into the worship experience or to share those videos. Really, Shane, we're talking about kind of a new form of evangelism. Absolutely. Absolutely. People who may never, uh, people who are your friends on Facebook, yeah. who may never have heard of Christ Church, if you share that, all of a sudden that thing's running on your feed. And they may get an opportunity to stick their head into church, uh, maybe linger for a little while, but it is a great way to invite people to church without them having to get dressed or, and they can also stay as long as they want. And we are now, you know, in churches and around the country, now we are in uh, kind of showing up in people's homes and, and with people that maybe would never have walked into a church door before. It's really a great opportunity. I don't know if I think you said this, and maybe I heard someone else say this, that there's possibility, you know, that there was there are more people worshiping Jesus from home than ever before in, in the history of the world, which is really, really cool. Another thing, and it's related to sharing and inviting others in, is hosting a watch party, which pertains really to Facebook alone in terms of the platforms that we use. But Shane, I noticed just a couple nights ago, you hosted a, a watch party. seemed like you had a lot of people there and a lot of people maybe that don't normally attend our church. Yeah, it, it's so strange because I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Sunday night church just like everybody else is. Yeah. 
you know, I've already preached that sermon. It's already been recorded and I'm experiencing it in real time. And one of the things I like to do is just do a watch party. And, and when you do a watch party, it's your friends mm-hmm. who are invited to experience something with you. And what I got noticing was a lot of, it, it tells you who's on there. And people from various points in my life, yeah. people uh, that I've known in the past, people you go to high school with, went to college with. It, it's so cool to see all of these people. And, you know, I'm saying, hey, how are you doing, man? Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, all good really stuff. Neat. There's interaction going on. But they're getting invited in to experience church. And I know a lot of these people are not regular church attenders. Yeah, you know, this is totally subjective on my part. I got no research in, but I have watched when people do host, um, excuse me, uh, watch parties for different things. And I do feel more invited in when they say, so-and-so is inviting you into a watch party as opposed to them just sharing a video. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me. I know it's a subjective point, but I think there is something about it when it says this person's inviting you in. Mm -hmm. It's just a different way to share. Well, I think, too, now that we're doing a podcast, I think you can just make up statistics. I don't think you need real research (laughs) because I've been watching a lot of TV and none of them seem to have any. No. So I feel very comfortable saying 87% (laughs) of all people would be more likely to join a watch party than if you just shared 80% seven percent yeah that's a ama- that's Pro- an amazing number probably in 10 days it will be on the local <laughs> news or national news i imagine yeah. yeah other people it'll be on pithy facebook yeah. placards yeah, and absolutely. it'll be out there to go absolutely viral 87 percent. what an impressive yeah. number that i just made up it's funny and sad because it's true all right, another part of worship that helps us engage is giving. Now, people can give any time, especially here at Christ Church. We have many uh, ways you can do that 24-7. But it is a part of worship, giving. And it can be a part of our worship experience. Shane, I know one of the things you've talked about in the past is you being taught about giving yeah. growing up. I'll tell you that for me, I always knew that you're supposed to give to the church. And I just assumed everyone knew that. Uh, But that's not always the case. But you have a similar background where you were told that, you know, giving was a big part of worship. Yeah, it was uh, huge for me from the time I was a child. Uh, I was raised in a uh, theological tradition that really emphasized tithing. It seemed like every children's message was on tithing. There'd be 10 of something. Uh And then they would say, how many, God gave you all 10. How many does God want back? Mm -hmm. And we'd all guess. It, we never caught on, Mike. We, it would say eight, <laughs> six, three. We never caught on. Yeah. But the answer was always one. God gave us 10 of something. God just wants one back to say thank you. And that was so instilled in me. I remember my parents would give me an allowance. Now, I'm really old. Back when I was growing up, you had to do something to get huh. an allowance. Now they give like kids debit cards because they wake up in the morning. <laughs> but this is different. But I, we get an allowance. And let's say it was a dollar. I'd, I'd get it in dimes. And the first thing I was going to do was take that first dime and I was going to put it in the offering plate. Giving is a part of worship. I think it's something that we're taught to do. I think it's something that the Bible is real clear on. And for me, giving is an absolute joy because when I give, I say, God, you have blessed me so much to put me in a position to give. And for Mm -hmm. me, that's a part of worship. Absolutely, and that's a way we can maximize uh, our church online experience. Also, a way to maximize that experience is just taking advantage of the greeting time. Uh, I think most churches are doing this right now. I know that Christ Church is doing this, is that we give people a moment to say hello to one another, and we've already talked about engaging in the thread. 
you know, some people may not want to do that throughout the service, but it is an opportunity. That would be the opportunity if you were going to engage at all in the chat would be during that greeting time. Well, you could also just pull your t- your uh, your phone out and let's say you see somebody that that's in your contacts, send them a text. Hey, so cool to see you're on. Yeah. So it's not just you have to do things publicly. That's very true. You could also just send a note to a friend. See, you're watching church today, too. Really glad to see you. Can't wait till we're back together. Just have fun with that. And I think it's a lot of this for me. Mike, this COVID stuff, we can yeah. sit around all day and we can lament all that we can't do. Yeah. Or we can lean into what we can do right. and just have the time of our lives. And so when it comes to watching church online, is that as good as being there live? Uh, who knows? Uh, but I can tell you this, if we lean into it, it can be a joyful experience online, just like it is when we're live. It can be, and it can be very effective. We've already talked about the evangelism part of it. Uh, we might as well lean in, but we don't want to be reluctant with this and then invite other people into it. We do need to engage. And I think one of the best ways as we start to uh, finish up today to engage really in the message and worship is afterwards to discuss what was said in the sermon or what we think that uh, really spoke to us during the service with our family and friends. Yeah, what if you uh, have somebody that uh, after church each week, you guys have a standing phone call and you cook a cup of coffee and you have a standing phone call. You can talk about what in the sermon uh, touched you, what moved you, what are you thinking about but uh, if you've got your family at home, <coughs> it's an opportunity to, to uh, discuss things, to sit down with your kids, and mm-hmm. to have some time together. So I guess what I would say is after church is over, I'd really encourage you to kind of engage in a little bit of an afterglow and spend a linger just a little bit yeah. and spend time with that. Absolutely. And we are, those are the ways that we think that you can maximize your church online experience. Shane, before we finish up, do you have any final words about this? Well, one thing is for sure. I think worship online, worship with online platforms is here to stay. And even when churches are back together meeting, I, I think for some, it's going to be a slow track back. And for others, online church may be the only church they'll ever experience. Sure. So I think it's important that if something as vital as worship is happening in your life, that we take all due care to make it as meaningful as possible. And hopefully, Mike, some of the stuff we've shared today can help people with that. We hope so. We hope this helps you navigate through maximizing your church online experience. Well, we're grateful that you could join us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Let us know what you think and how this is helping you. And by the way, we'd love for you to share this with your friends and colleagues. You can follow our blogs at RevShaneBishop.com, RevMikeWu.com, and you can find us on social media. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you keep the change.